everyone. I'm Kayleen. And this is Anna. And we're Entrepreneur Queers. Queers. <laughs> I think we did pretty good. <laughs> um, a podcast by two gay idiots uh, navigating, uh, owning, and operating their own businesses in the midst of end-stage capitalism. All right. So yeah. to set the stage, we are in New Orleans right now. Mm-hmm. We just had a new moon. Yes. Quite a new moon. Quite a full moon. New moon. Yeah. I this love one. a new moon. Yep. Fun fact, Kayleen was born on it. I was. I'm a new moon baby. That's yeah. why I love her. <laughs> um, a new moon and a tornado. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You want to talk about that? <laughs> want to talk a little bit about yeah. our weather event that yeah. we just experienced? I just got back into town and I just got back into town and there's always some sort of weather situation here. Um, and I was not, not surprised. We did some new moon ritual type things. Mm-hmm. Felt Lucy. Got a little, got a little magic-y. Lucy did some, Goosey. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what was the what, but you know. We got a little, we got a little weird last night. Listeners, I don't know if you know, you're like, I don't know what happened, but something happened. <laughs> That's how we feel as well. <laughs> <laughs> Burned and, some herbs, some prosperity herbs, because it's a new moon in Taurus. You gotta like, gotta bring in that money magic. And we fell asleep and both had the same sleep. Yeah, you know the sleep when you just like you wake up and whenever you wake up, you realize that you haven't moved from the position you fell asleep in. That like the blanket is just fully imprinted on your body. Yeah, that's that was um, me at about three thirty in the morning um, when I went to let my cat out, and then came back to bed, looked at my phone, and realized that a tornado had blown through town just an hour earlier that we had completely slept through. We had no idea. We had no idea. It damaged two miles away from where we were at yes and we were dead to the world i woke up to see a tornado warning on my phone and i said what <laughs> uh yeah um really just really the epitome of tourist season napping through a natural disaster <laughs> we're just getting grounded with the earth mm-hmm. one 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 nap at a time yes um so yeah that is that's just a little insight into our headspace as we're going to record um just a nice little brush with mortality that we didn't even know about and isn't that how we all want it to be right no think the the titanic goes down and you're you're oblivious i'm in bed (laughs) okay (laughs) the iceberg's hitting it can't hit if i'm already asleep you know yeah you know you're not gonna feel that no no big deal so let's everybody's running around screaming crying you're just Mm, count sheep mind my own business Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go on into our tarot poll so this is for the first week of july if we stick to our uh, production calendar um we are entering we are in the first week of july here um i am pulling again from the fyodor pavlov deck uh which is a new newish deck to me a newish deck to the world really it's a really amazing artist um we'll link to him in the episode notes um who has created a really amazing like queer trans and fat positive deck that's really quite lovely so we're gonna pull a card and just kind of talk about it 
and see what uh, collective energy. What the collective energy? What what collective energy do we need here in this first week of July, twenty twenty one? Ah, we have the Hanged Man. Oh, Ooh. I love this card. Yes, I, love I feel that. like this card gets a bad rap sometimes, but this is a good vibe. Um, so, listener, um, this is a really great reminder that if you are feeling particularly, like, stuck or flummoxed, um, it's time to lean into the stillness and look at things from a different perspective. Yeah, um, you know, if you, if you feel like you've got uh, too much going on, uh, it's a time to, like, pull away from the noise and the rabble and um, experience stillness. Uh, and also, yeah, know the value of just, like, um, of, yeah, of, of flipping a situation on its head so that you I can... I think Missy Elliott said it best, put your name down, flip it, and reverse it. Indeed. Because oh, you don't wow. know. Like No. Um, let's see... We're going to read in the book in Yeah, here. I'm going to see if there's any. So I really like this deck's um, guidebook. I think uh, it comes at things from a really, I mean, a queer lens. Um, so sometimes, uh, you know, I usually, sometimes I think there's a lot of value in the little white book that comes with your deck, even though sometimes it gets a bad rap. Um, I think it's a good insight into its creation. So let me take a look and see if there's anything... Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. So this is this is an interesting interpretation. Um, that this is about uh, kind of like a card of also about personal sacrifice. You know, the depiction of the hanged man in this card is very much like a sacrificial kind of figure, kind of almost like Odin and the on the tree. Um, it's uh, a sacrifice of the self made to gain knowledge of runes, runes from which blossomed intellectual and spiritual knowledge. Um, yeah, this is a card of transformation um, about about what you, what can happen if you change your circumstance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I love that card. Yeah, take that energy with you into this week. Um, shake it up. Try something different. Try think something of, different. Where uh, think about somebody else and experience life through, through them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And also, you know, if you're feeling kind of uh, pulled in a bunch of different directions, take a break. Chill, baby. Chill. Lay down. Go hang out in a tree. <laughs> Upside down. Flip it up. You know. <laughs> Let all the blood rush to your head. It's a natural high. So we are talking about vulnerability in business. Mm-hmm at the table we are serving the main dish and this Oof, gets, what a topic this gets a lot of, yeah i feel like it's one of those buzzwords mm-hmm. vulnerability but also what does that mean yeah. what is what is what is oversharing Ooh. in this climate that we live in this timeline in this wackadoo timeline what is oversharing what is being vulnerable what is being truthful mm-hmm. what is being authentic i feel like even that word authentic is so cringy at this point yeah i think coming i don't know as someone who kind of started building an online business in the like 
2015 to like 2017 I feel like this push this like thing that we were all coached on was the importance of vulnerability and authenticity to attract your dream customer Um, and I think that led to a lot of premature oversharing um, in a way that is not healthy. Um, but yeah, I think it really is like, I think it is one of those internet buzzwords, both, both of them that have honestly lost all meaning at this point, because, you know, they have just been so overused and misused. So I guess like maybe first we should kind of get down, get to what we think those words mean. Um, maybe, in a true sense or maybe in a little bit of a jaded sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so vulnerability <laughs> came up one time in therapy for me. I um, was talking, I was going through it and I was just talking about how I was going outside dancing and just so intensely dancing and shedding all inhibition, no shame. I try not to live with a ton of shame. What's the point? (laughs) And I was talking to my therapist about it, and I said, Oh, yeah, I was just dancing and letting it all hang out, and I felt alive. And he was like, Wow, that's so vulnerable. And I was like, Wasn't? Because I was just having a fun time. This is just something I felt I was just expressing myself. And to other people, they were like, She's making herself so vulnerable. So brave. So brave. So brave. Uh, the worst compliment on the planet. <laughs> so brave. So brave. No, I'm just existing, and this is how I want to live my life. Um, and if you think that's vulnerable, I feel like maybe that says more about you than it does about me. Because I, I didn't feel very vulnerable in that sense, but other people perceived it as that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes if we're talking about vulnerability to that point, it has more to do with how outsiders see it has more to do with like what other people find scary than what you do. Right. I think true. I like I feel like I have a lot of barriers around vulnerability. Um, I think, you know, being a cancer, like you're very much uh, want to build your shell and you've got a soft, squishy interior. And if you shed the shell, then you die. <laughs> so there's just like a lot of hangups found being vulnerable. I think the true like for me, when I think of vulnerability without this kind of like <sighs> Brene Brown sheen. Not to mm-hmm. in not to call anybody out. She's fine. She doesn't care about us. She's doing great. Um, <laughs> being vulnerable. Being vul- She's being vul- so, so vulnerable. vulnerable. <laughs> so vulnerable. So many places. Um, is that it? It's about um, exposing a part of yourself to someone or to the world or to your corner of the world that you feel. Um, could leave you open to attack that you feel is kind of maybe your Achilles heel, honestly, that, that if you, um, but should we be showing all of that is the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's the thing is like, I do see the value in that when we're talking about attracting customers and clients, you do have to show parts of yourself. And especially if you're working in a business where you're dealing with people's like pain points, where you are offering a solution, um, or where you're trying to attract people who have a specific problem, it is important 
to share what your problems are so that they know they're not alone because a lot of things um, can be accomplished through solidarity and through recognizing yourself in another person. Um, But I think personally, for me, um, we all know the difference reading someone's post of what rings true and what just makes you cringe. And I think the stuff that makes me cringe is when I can tell that the person writing it shared it too early. Like you got to work through your shit before you share it on the internet. And I think it's irresponsible that we, that so much of the narrative around like running your business on the internet is basically advising people to just like air out their unexamined traumas in the name of attracting more business. It's a uh, free healthcare. Oh, no. We have to get we have to get socialized healthcare where we can. Yeah, so yeah. you have yeah, to. That's the solution. We all just need more therapy. To have more to just let it out um, because like attracts like. Uh, but in a way, vulnerability comes in for me. That in the sense of like, oh gosh, I feel like I get scared. I feel exposed. It's when I really hang it all on the line, like when I open myself up to rejection mm-hmm. or like pitch people or just completely do something wild, like even this podcast, I feel like is like vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, We're even be- talking to each other in ways that we don't normally talk to each other mm-hmm. and we talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Too much, maybe. <laughs> I, I disagree. Well, as long as she says so, because <laughs> I am the one who might overstep sometimes, so long as she's fine but um I I think it comes in when you're gonna make a shift and then you're expecting criticism from people who cares right who who are you why do I care about what you think about me like you don't want what I want you knew a different version of me I am going to keep adapting and changing yes also how many times is are the the critic the critics that make you feel vulnerable they most of them just exist in your head those people Mm -hmm. don't really you know yes there are haters out there Mm -hmm. on the world wide web um but most of them aren't pay- really paying attention to your shit. If they are, they're probably cuckoo, cuckoo bananas, and you shouldn't care about their opinion. Cuckoo bananas. That's a great word. Yeah. I think. Um, but I think it's, Im- I don't know if important, because I don't want to assign, like, importance on what is and what isn't. It's just all of my shit is just anecdotal, and, like, this is what works for me. But I love to shake things up. I love to move around and try different things. And what other people would consider being vulnerable. But for me, it's just my – me not being bored. Because you know what makes me feel really vulnerable? When I'm bored. Mm-hmm. When I'm just like, oh, no. Like, yeah. And I oh, can no, be so- – I have nothing to do. I'm super zen. I love to read and hang out. But sometimes the energy is just a little stale. Mm-hmm. And that might yeah, be – sit still. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's two types of people, like the people who can't chill and the people who are just like, eh. <laughs> uh, so, and and if you do have like an inner critic in your life, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you hanging out with people? Like, I I get everybody has a different situation, but if you're with somebody in your life regularly who's always not cheering you on yeah just negging on everything you do um 
that's honestly probably what's giving you that feeling. And listen, I know, like, yes, um, I've used the term vulnerability hangover a few times. Like when you have like, like when you have a difficult conversation with a partner, um, because you are putting, you know, I think in intimate relationships and friendships, like even like work situations, you can take, there can be risks that you take in sharing parts of yourself or bringing up conflict. Um, where like you have that kind of panic response the next day of like, oh no, did I share too much? Um, I call that a vulnerability hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I don't. You don't have that though. You should I was gonna that. say like, that's not a thing for you. I know that. Yeah, I was wondering. I was yeah. like, uh, I think it, we. I think we just like circle back to like the no shame mm-hmm. and. And maybe me just not thinking about other people's opinions of me um, much. I'm not going to say ever because it's not never, but I don't know if I think about it a lot. Because it's, um, there's a quote, I don't know, maybe it's Eleanor Roosevelt, but it's like other people's opinions of me is none of my business. Yeah. Um, So I don't really, I, I mean... Because they'll take it or leave it, right? And if they're the type of person who's going to hold that over you, oh, fuck that. Right. No, I think the other thing, too, is for me, it's less about caring sometimes about someone's opinion and more about being like, ugh, about wanting parts of myself that are for myself. Hmm. Mm, You know? About being like, oh, no, did I just, like, give someone the key to destroy me in the future? (laughs) I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, did I share too much? Did I reveal too much? Oh Poor God! Cuts. Are they gonna? Are they gonna? Are they gonna see the real me and then go running in the opposite direction? Yeah. You know. My Horcrux is my vitamins. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't tell. Don't tell. Don't destroy Anna's vitamins. It is a part of her soul. Um, or do it. Take see. me off this planet. <laughs> do not want another reincarnation. But yeah, so when you think about vulnerability and authenticity in like um, entrepreneur entrepreneurial spaces or creator spaces, like what comes to mind? I feel it's kind of like people oversh. <laughs> Um, I feel like, okay, so right now, like, the social media, we have, like, Instagram, and then we have TikTok, and I feel like a lot of people that are navigating, like, the digital space, it's changing. We're having a shift. We were, so many people were running in businesses on Instagram. I was guilty. I'm not totally, like, running a business on Instagram, but that was a main part of my business for a while, and... It's shifting. Um, everything on Instagram is pretty curated. We have like the orange filters, and and it, it all. I feel like the pandemic really kind of shook stuff up, because these influencers can't travel anymore. If you're traveling, you're trash, and you're like displaying it. Canceled. And and it's just you're like having fun. You're canceled. Like literally, yeah. all the things that we were like boasting about, and then you you hop on over to TikTok. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic because that seems to be like what we all did. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, we are crying in public. We are having mental breakdowns on the internet. We are 
lashing out in like 15 second increments we are very raw we are, yeah completely unfiltered. very exposed um like just just taking self-deprecation to its farthest possible conclusion very much like nothing to lose yeah well i mean listen we it, the pandemic like showed us that like i don't know i think it took a lot of people right up to the edge of like you know lo- losing your jobs uh, like losing your social circle um sometimes having to like go move across the country because you can't afford your your fancy city apartment anymore you have to go move back in with your parents yeah i feel like a lot of people did hit that point where they were like yep no, I don't really have much else to lose, so why not bear my soul on the internet? And you know what? Sometimes it is funny because you're not trying to sell me something on it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like navigating the space of online marketing or even just existing online, but as a business, like running running a business, I, I feel like I talk to so many people that are just so tired of running businesses on Instagram it's it's too much (laughs) it's it's a lot and it's very fake and And the algorithm changes week to week and it's like oh now you have to do reels and it's like but do i shadow banned what does that even mean like i you know mentioned something that was a little too spicy for zuckerberg come on like or zuckerberg's robot so podcast is gonna get canceled on episode two (laughs) Between that and Brene Brown, fucked. Podcast Zuckerberg. <laughs> so I don't know where this really leaves us. I, I have, like, my own hot takes, but I think YouTube, right, was also a very, like, vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it, it really, it balanced both. Of well, it started, of, I feel like. Yes, it started, very, like, yeah. like that Chris Crocker video, oh, like, yeah, one of the first yes. vulnerable viral videos. Somebody And he, and they were right. Yeah. yeah, leave Britney alone. Yeah, we all thought it was hilarious, uh, and now way ahead. Of and now, time. what? Twelve years later, we're like, oh crap, oh, what were they seeing that we weren't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so I guess it's like, I guess the question is, can you be authentic on the internet as a as a person who's trying to run a business on the internet? Should you be vulnerable and what does that look like? Like what does what does putting your authentic self forward uh, look like when all we're told is how branded we need to be? I don't know. I feel like I did a project that seemed very me and very authentic to me. I'm super into dancing and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dance every day outside. Yeah. I was like, I oh, yeah. want to stretch myself. I want to, maybe I like took a little nod from my therapist. I was like, I'm getting too comfy. And you know what happened in that time? Like I got vaccinated my first dose and I was not expecting that. I had, I did feel embarrassment. Um, people would yell at me. I would dress up and just dance for my phone. And yeah, I was, and just for context, this wasn't, like, in the backyard. This was, like, in places, like, all over. In public in spaces. In public spaces. Yeah. Just to, just to see what would happen and to see how it would go. And I was documenting it all on Instagram stories to see what I would, accountability. Yeah. And you know what I got? Very little engagement. Hmm. 
So, and then sometimes I'll just do a cute selfie and it'll be like a ton of stuff. But it's like me being weird outside. It was posting every day. It was some of the lowest engagement I think I've ever gotten. Wow. And I wonder maybe this content was for another platform. Like what would have the engagement been like on TikTok? Because it's – I think it might have been too raw for Instagram yeah. because people would just like click out of it or because it's just like weird. Yeah. It's too weird. But I bet if you had missed a day, you would have gotten messages wondering where you were. I I did. Well, I, I did get some at the end of people. And, and that was the cool thing. It, it, the people who enjoyed it really enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> and they, and you, I will say there were some of the fun, you know, once it got really going and some of the meta of it, like when I was away seeing you hanging out with mutual friends and them and then them doing behind the scenes videos on Instagram stories of your dancing videos of like, here's what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think there's also something to be said and maybe when you are really vulnerable, you're not at least in my experience, you're not, it's going to be quality, not quantity. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, I had messages um, and text messages of like, what are you doing? Why are, what's going on? Like, what's the point of this? You inspired me. I danced today. It looked like you were having fun. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And that's to me was just like really incredible to get that feedback, but also some of the views were just very, very low. Yeah, it's interesting. The the quality over quantity resonates with me as well because I feel like there have been times um, where sometimes like, oh, this is where I think where vulnerability crosses over from authentic to inauthentic. It's when you have a concept and it hits like it you find it's like just the right kind of vulnerability to find the kind of person that you're that you are looking for. And then you just get lazy and you try to keep mining it. Because I can see that, like, especially for me when I had my, like, online health coaching, there were things where I would share, which, you know, is a very personal and vulnerable process for a lot of people um, related to, like, bodies and fitness and, like, depending on your different goals, like, our body bodies have a lot of baggage. We'll just say that. Um, and... Uh, sometimes I would share my experiences um, in what felt like a very natural, um, vulnerable way. And I would find that I would attract people and people would message me and I would get clients. And then I would just keep going back to that well, even after the moment had passed of it feeling like it was something special that I needed to share. So yeah, I think quality is important and we have to make sure that in order to be authentic, we do have to be in the moment. I also think that's one-on-one what people teach on any sort of social media marketing. They're like, well, what works? What gets you the most engagement? Repeat that. And it's like, what if I don't have anything left to repeat? I only have so much. I think so much is what, so much of, uh, so much of what's out there is designed on like a cookie cutter business model of what is duplicatable. And like, we're human beings and I am not the same person that I was in 2016. So my business practices, my stories, my, I show up authentically in a very different way. Um, And I'm more protective of what I share about myself on the internet. And the world is also a much different place than it was. Yes. 
pre-election, mm-hmm. pre-2016 election. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. really drew back a lot of curtains for people of who they were sharing space with online. And I think a, a lot of people maybe had, even just online, yeah. may have had to block people that they never Oh. Had, had they, oh, they never had to think Sometimes about had to block like in that. real life. Somehow, it transcended internet. It tra- it, it mm-hmm. impacted real relationships. Not to say that the internet isn't real. Um, it's too real. But, yeah, like, I think that was just, like, such a, just a bucket of cold water on so many of us. And I feel like it really, for me, drove a very stark line mm-hmm. in terms of, like, how I conduct myself on the internet. And I also, this is a, I'm going to use a phrase Kayleen uses a lot before she's even had a chance to use it. Ooh. Take inventory. You've only, that's another thing uh, with your business and shifting and being like, does this still feel yeah. good for me? Do I still like this? Am I, am I having a good time with it? Because I'm going through a complete rebranding right now because I was trying to do the same thing. And the world has changed and I have changed and it I'm not into it. I yeah. want something different. So I'm sh- making shifts that hopefully work. I don't know. You don't know yeah. until it's done. And that's that's that because the world changed. I changed. This is where we're at. This is where we're going. And you have to be – I feel like vulnerability and adaptability maybe – don't are are more similar than we like to to Mm -hmm. think because when you think of I think of um my folks and then people also in like the boomer generation where they had all of this technology just come in out of left field and they were so used to how the world was and they were like you know like my family in general like my dad like just didn't didn't want it didn't want to integrate that and it's also like okay because you didn't want to make yourself vulnerable it was scary and then you didn't want to be new or bad at something mm-hmm. and so then you're not adaptable yeah yeah i mean or how many times you don't want to start something that you could be into because you suck at it i am team suck at art and charge for it because Somebody has to start every and somewhere, and and you deserve, you know. I think thinking about the stuff that I charged for and the quality of it, people they just wanted cheap work, and if I was able to give that to them, they didn't really care about the quality. But it was also great for me to just get paid because it's such a hit that you're like, oh yeah, baby, I'm getting games yeah and it's and then you get better and better and then you also you know I feel like anytime you're scaling or raising your prices or something like that you're just like oh the imposter syndrome sometimes can creep in but like you gotta have the confidence of a mediocre white man (laughs) because Uh, I think that's probably gonna be the moral of every episode is yeah imagine just imagine close close your your eyes eyes. yeah close your eyes (laughs) um just imagine that you uh, you're just like the men that you have the confidence of just uh The the audacity of just the blandest white man you've ever met that that's what you need to bring to your business they're going to mars yeah, they're yeah. Think about it. They're the billionaires. They're so fucking boring. 
because mm-hmm. they have the confidence and the um, lack of consideration <laughs> to just do the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean for, you know, like on a moral or ethical standpoint? Not great. Not great. And I think that's kind of like... I don't know. I think we'll, this is probably something we'll delve into a lot over the course of this podcast of just like, how do you exist as a person on the margins? Um, get what's yours. And get what's yours in a way that doesn't necessarily compromise your personal beliefs or ethics. And I think that that's tricky. That's the tricky part is like, I think queers so much of uh, so often, like I'm not make you know not to make huge generalizations, but if you're listening to this, if you like us, you're probably more on the leftist spectrum, you know, like you're more, um, you are definitely more uh, radical. Per- if we're attracting the right people with, <laughs> with our authentic with, branding, with our authentic branding, um, we, um, you know, how. How do you reconcile your personal beliefs about the world, the way the world works and how garbage capitalism is with someone try with just being someone who is trying to survive in it and not just survive but thrive because you know what like we are at, in, at the end of the day we're all stuck in this system until we figure out a way to burn it down so why not secure your bag mm-hmm so that you can just like live a life that's yes. like your wildest dreams yes. um and and that you can spread that to your community as well that's mm-hmm. super important too like mm-hmm. and i think that is what makes you different from um the the um white boy billionaires of the world is making sure that when a rising tide lifts all boats so if you can elevate yourself, how can you also elevate your community and provide? Yeah, I when I was kind of deep diving into the the business queer world, a lot of it was people working with queer people working with corporations to get their branding, their marketing more LGBT friendly, but because I, they realize that we have dollars. <laughs> Suddenly, but I don't give a shit. I mean, I mean, it's rainbow you know, capitalism. Rainbow capitalism. We were talking about on TikTok how it's just all of these young gay kids ripping apart the pride sections in Target. Yeah, that's um, what's in, yeah, that's what's all over my my for you page right now. Because it's like okay, you, you, we can like have the rainbow capitalism, or we can have a space. And we can create that space where we have our own queer economy and we can empower each other. And you know what? Get rich or close to it or whatever that means to you. Get yourself off the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. You know, like, God, what's the best fucking word that rich people use? Comfortable. comfortable. <laughs> God, I would love to be comfortable. We're not rich. We're comfortable. We're comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um I feel like we may have veered off a little bit of the topic of vulnerability, but just like... You had to be vulnerable to get there and whatever that means to you. Yeah. So... I think, yeah, I mean, and this is just kind of like where... I think it's a good examination. It's a good... It's a good idea to examine where those concepts come from in the digital entrepreneur space. Mm -hmm. Um, And it 
it came as a sales tactic, which isn't particularly authentic or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So you know what real vulnerability means, or like an an art. When I think of somebody, you know, they um somebody who is really like experiencing vulnerability, it's not looking at somebody and being like, wow, they're so vulnerable. They're so brave. It's like, oh shit, I feel uncomfortable. I I feel very icky. Yeah. And I shouldn't be seeing this. Like like um point of view, you're a rich person watching Parasite blindly. Like (laughs) you are uncomfy because they made you feel they they got your heel so i feel like that's to me that's authentic vulnerability is when you're just like gross yeah don't make me look at that and that's probably not going to sell too many courses yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna the way you're gonna find uh your audience is you know in a lot of different ways Mm -hmm. and you can't you can't um you can't copy anybody else to do it honestly Mm -hmm. they're gonna find if you put yourself out there in any way shape or form the right people are gonna find you but you gotta keep putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. yeah and and you know sometimes i'd say consistency is more important than vulnerability don't you think so oh yeah yeah consistency just show up yeah see what happens and then see, see what you like yeah. Go from there. Right. What hits? What hits? Yeah. All right. Anyway, moving into our next section, um, we have what we're going to call uh, the Bro Book Review. Bro Book Reviews. I read a bro book every week so you don't have to. What is our book this week? All right. So I... This is this is a soft boy bro book review. Ooh. This is like Ooh. if you knew like a painting major or like a poetry man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. A pro- poetry bro? A poetry yeah, like let me mansplain to you. Yeah, let me talk to you. Oh no, oh no. I feel like the TikToks where they where it's like the red flag favorite authors, yeah. Um this one's for him. Yeah. Let me talk. Ugh, just Kerouac. Wow. 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 Anywho. Changed my life. Have you just, like, freedom? Ugh. So I read The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. And not only did I read this book, I followed this book for 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And y'all, when I say it changed my life, it, like changed my life like I don't know if I'd be sitting here right now if it wasn't for that book yeah that book shook so much up for me so let's keep this snappy so Julia Cameron pretty much self-published this book about creative recovery and with all of these tasks to do every week but the main one is write morning pages for three pages every morning over the course of 90 days and then take your out take yourself out on an artist date and I did those once things week. once a week okay. I did those things consistently for 12 weeks for 12 weeks wow. and it honestly this is yesterday was the last day so wow, like wow I didn't know that yeah Congratulations. thank you um 
And it's, it's a ride. Um, you're asked to confront some things that you don't want to confront. Um, so there's kind of like a therapeutic idea. But then it's just like this whole idea of like get to know yourself. Like one of the tasks was for a week to just not read anything. No phone. No reading a book. No computer. And this was before computers and phones were even like available to read something. So that was. Like no news. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and then you and then you realize like you kind of <laughs> kind of got like some autonomy back because I was like oh and I was also very bored that's something to note too um, but then it's like it needs to be born in from stillness so that was quite a trip so things started happening I read it and I was like wow this book makes me feel uncomfortable mm. because it I, it was calling me out in ways that um I wasn't being super honest with myself about but then when I read it on the page I was like oh you came straight for the gut okay thank you but it was awesome so I would really recommend it if you read it and it vibes with you, do the 12 weeks. If you read it and you don't vibe with it, don't do it. Because it, you'll know immediately. So you're supposed to read the whole thing and then do the 12 weeks. That's how I did it. But you'll know. It's also a lot about like spirituality and like creativity and honoring the divine through that. And like viewing yourself and your work and your body as a vessel. And kind of proceeding accordingly. So if that sounds up your alley go for it. Take a dive. Hit me up in the DMs. I would love to chat about it because that book was amazing. I loved it. So you can find me on uh, Instagram, uh, Green Stripe Video, or stop on by my website at Green Stripe Video. Um, That's where I am personally. Yeah, um, you can find me uh, if you want to see, you know, the occasional high glam makeup selfie. You can follow me on Instagram at Swamp Witch. That's with four eyes. Or if you're interested um, in checking out uh, my candle making business, you can follow me at uh, Candles Unincorporated. Um, we should be uh, doing a summer launch pretty soon. So. Uh, follow. Please leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Five stars if you got them. Uh, and uh, you can find uh, the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Entrepreneurs. And you can uh, check out our, you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found, and uh, on our website at Entrepreneurs.com. Thank Thanks. You. Have a gay day. Thank you.